Hello and welcome to Lit Liturgy. I am Becca Mitiki Conlin. I am the pastor at St. Paul's Lutheran Church on the south side of Easton. And I am Lydia Postles, and I am the pastor of Family of God Lutheran, which is in Buckingham near Doylestown, Pennsylvania. And welcome to Lit Liturgy, which is an awesome podcast about worship with a twist. So there's two parts to our name, one being lit in the form of things that are awesome, happening, rad, amazing, on fire. And lit also means super drunk, <laughs> uh, which we probably will not get, but we are still drinking during this, which by the way, I forgot to tell you, on Christmas Eve, I was explaining our service from darkness to light, and I said, by the end of the service, it will all, it will all be lit. <laughs> yes! And it was great. And it was lit. And so, uh, we are drinking, I am drinking Weyerbacher's Mellow Monk. Weyerbacher's is a local to me brewery. I can walk there from my church. Which is awesome. That's amazing. So, And I'm drinking omission, as in sins of omission. Mm -hmm. And it is also gluten-free. It's a lager, and it says it's bright and crisp, which it is, which is what we need for the this dark, cloudy, but weirdly warm day. Yes. And I got you a present. I was just in Germany. Um, got back yesterday, actually. And while I was there, I got oh, you this mug. I what? What does it say? Well, I went to oh, Wittenberg, uh -huh. which I did the Lutheran, Lutheran Mecca. Um, went to Wittenberg. The where pilgrimage. The, the pilgrimage, yes, it is. And so I got these uh, cups for us, and they say a Luther quote in it, which I just put into Google Translate, which says, who, who has no beer has nothing to drink. Of course, so I naturally. Was of course. Oh yes, I have to put my that beer. That we can in drink our beer out of a liter yeah. quote today it's instead gonna, of. It will fit. And of course, it'll fit. I was going to say it's not going to clink quite as satisfactorily. No, that's it's just going to kind of go wah, wah. But there's a really awesome picture of a monk um, with a big nose. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> and a beer in his hand. So yes, thank and you. You're welcome. This is amazing. Yes. And so while I was there, I also went to the Brow House, which is the local brew house that had beer that supposedly is off of Katie Luther's <gasps> recipe. So Ooh, part of your neat. Luther Mecca tour uh, is whenever you get there, because you are a Lutheran pastor of able bodies, so you need to make it to Wittenberg at, at some, some point. point in my life. My goal, yes. my bucket list is there. Yes. <laughs> and, hope, and, you know, not in a year that was 2017. No, did you notice? For that, that one thing that happened that we don't talk about, apparently. <laughs> And I went two days after the one uh, after 2017, since I was there on January 2nd. Right, so you're okay. You're yes. in the clear. <laughs> I went on the actual Lutheran year of That's the true. 500th yeah. anniversary. Yeah. Anyway, so back to our podcast. What? Now, we're doing a thing? Yes. Oh my goodness. So, uh, fair warning, I will swear at some point. Um, Lydia might, but I, mean. I will. I will at some time swear, especially when I get on a rant about something, which will happen at which Ash Wednesday, I'm sure. Com is coming. It will come. It's coming. Um, so, warning, yeah, don't okay. be sensitive. So, what is the point of all this? Well, we've divided our podcast in a couple of different um, areas. And so, what's brewing today is kind of the big picture topic of what we talk about. It's what we're going to be spending some time looking at in depth. Usually, well, hopefully, lately it's been some sort of liturgical topic. We've been kind of on a... The seasons. The seasons um, thing. And so, Becca's going to tell you, what are we, we doing this we're week? We're continuing our season, so we are going to do Lent. Yay! Woohoo! I love Lent. I kind of do, too. <laughs> I, I like it more than I hate it. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> That's a win, I guess. Yes. So, Lent begins this year on February 14th. Weird. Which is also Valentine's Day, which... Also, 
means Easter this year is on April 1st. Just, April Fool's! Jesus is dead. Just kidding. So your sermon just wrote itself. There you go. But first we need to get through Lent. So, oh, crap. A little bit of history. Lent was this historical time in the early, early, early church that uh, when people were preparing for baptisms, it was a almost a three-year process. And they would spend the 40 days before um, Easter Vigil in this intensive time of study where they would study scripture, they would study um, what happened. They, at this point, were not allowed to participate in communion thus far in their journey of faith. And they were often given mentors to help them in all this. And so this 40 days of intensive study before baptism then morphed into Lent um, and what we have. And then in like the Middle Ages or so, it became more of a time of penitence to give things up. It became this very somber time. Um, All of the Lenten songs are written in minor chord, which will annoy my one musician, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, But historically, we would give stuff up. It was honestly, it was for not so much theological reasons but more survival of you need to make sure that the lauder like lasted till spring that you're going to have enough vegetables and enough meat during that time and so there's this thing about giving up meat on fridays uh, or all of lent or especially on fridays during lent because meat has the red blood of jesus and you can't eat that on fridays but then the fish campaign did you know this i did not tell me about the fish campaign this is okay the to fish me. lobby campaign there is a fish lobby campaign to the pope uh, that they were losing their business so much they are not being able <laughs> people not eating meat and not eating fish because it wasn't a time like oh you'll make up for it the rest of the year like they could with the butchers because then you'd allow the meat to get fat or the cows and the sheep so the fish lobby would campaign to the pope and so the pope gave them an exemption that somehow fish do not count as meat um and ever since then it's been the bane of vegetarians existence including myself as people were like oh there's this great vegetarian restaurant that i went to and then i go to it and everything on their rest or their menu is fish Ugh. Yes, that's pescatarian. It is pescatarian. Yes. So yes. So, so when was this? Lo- when was this lobby? Oh, middle ages. Middle ages. I don't know. Okay. My my husband, the historian, told me about it and knows more. But of course, you yeah. would. <laughs> so you know since then, fascinating history. Though yeah. I thought we were talking about like Mc, the McFillets, like no. McDonald's, like no, but they're the coming. Pope. Yeah, no, it was well before McDonald's. <laughs> So, but since then, we still not just give up meat, um, but people take it to be like a church diet or New Year's resolution round two of, you know, like you should give up sodas or sweets or chocolate or maybe quit smoking or quick, uh, quick, 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 quit drinking. Um, <laughs> How many? Jet that? lag, jet lag. Well, yes, of course. Quote, jet lag. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yes, so ever since then we have, that's Lent in a nutshell with a little bit of fish lobbying, which you never knew existed. So whether whether or not you give up meat, you give up sugar, you give up whatever, one thing that some churches do give up is the A word. No, not that A word. Not (laughs) asshole? No. I'm, of course, meaning the alleluia word. So I've heard of some churches um, do burying the Alleluia yes. for Lent. We talked about this a little bit last time for Transfiguration. That's right, we did. I have no memory of that. <laughs> I'm making a mountain. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's right. You yes. Are. It's going to explode. That's great. Yeah. But there are other ways to do Pinata, it. Pinata, well. but not explode. Right. 
So, but this is, I guess this is just to remind you that it's something that you can do. Um, you can bury it on transfiguration. I've seen it done, you know, you, you do it something during like the children's sermon. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to Easter, you, something fun you could do is have the kids count how many alleluias do we say during the service, you know, and when we get to till Easter, we can talk about other ways that you yep. can bring back alleluia into the service. Cause again, we're talking about the depressive Oh. key signatures of all of the songs that we sing and also no saying the a word hallelujah and also instead of giving something up the kind of trendy neat thing to try to do during lent is to add something to yes. your as part of your lenten discipline so it could be it could really be anything that is kind of good for the community the mm-hmm. faith community your life as a christian you could do volunteer work you could add some sort of daily meditation, uh, devotions. You could add some physical exercise. Um, you can keep those sweets, but you can also <laughs> yes. add exercise. You can also do a lot with different types of 40-day journeys. And you could do something with prayer. You could do something with walking. You could do something with Bible reading. There are so many resources out there. Yes. Google it. Amazon it. Look it up. And just a note, 40 days, it doesn't include Sundays because they're all mini Easters so or little Easters. So you can have like a cheat day every Sunday. That's right. <laughs> cheat day. And you actually, can't say hallelujah. No. But <laughs> and I actually had a classmate in seminary who gave up um, Philly cheesesteaks during Lent, even though she didn't eat them that regularly anyway. But then she would go and have one every Sunday during Lent. And I think oh. it was an excuse to go get a Philly cheesesteak every Sunday during Lent. Huh. Yeah. What, what you do you. <laughs> anyway, it was kind of amusing. That's so, funny. Um, so yes, yeah, so this year for Lent, or actually every year for Lent, it's only five weeks. Yeah, so every Lent is only, every Lent is only five weeks. So it's a great season to do some sort of theme. Um, this season, uh, this year, year B in the Mark year has two big ones: a uh, theme of covenant and a theme of crosses. So I'm going to probably focus on the covenant theme which the Old Testament readings all have some idea of covenant to them. So uh, there's a promise of Noah never destroying the earth. The promise of Abraham and Sarah will be on the, will be someday the head of a large nation. The promise of the law with the Ten Commandments. The promise of life as those look to the snake on the pole. Um, and then the promise of a new covenant that will be written on our hearts. And so what I think I'm going to do is uh, focus on those for my preaching but also take in the Lutheran church in the ELW there's this great it's my favorite part of the baptismal liturgy of that we ask parents and I always actually change this when I talk to people who can answer for themselves um whether it's adult or an older child who's being baptized about what we are asking somebody in baptism and the ELW states um as you bring your children to receive the gift of, of baptism, you are entrusted with responsibilities to live with them among God's faithful people, to bring them to the word of God and the Holy Supper, teach them the Lord's Prayer, the Creed, and the Ten Commandments, place in their hands the Holy Scripture, nurture them in faith so that your children may learn to trust God, proclaim Christ through word and deed, care for others in the world God made, and work for justice and peace. So do you promise to help your children grow in the Christian faith and life? 
So I'm going to rewrite those words, those uh, expectations that we have, those responsibilities into our confession. And then I'm going to focus on them during each week during the preaching time. So, um, you know, the Ten Commandments, obviously on the day that we hear the Ten Commandments, but also hearing of uh, bringing them to the Word of God and the Holy Supper will probably be with Abraham and Sarah. Actually, that will probably be live with God's faithful people. And with Noah, it will be um, placed in their hands the Holy Scripture. And I haven't completely worked through this completely yet, but I'm going to focus on one of those promises each week and do this as a preaching theme because it's only five weeks and it's a good... A series is five week series. Super cool idea. Yes, and so I think I'm I'm going to get a different symbol for each of those. So a rainbow, obviously, for Noah. Um, I haven't quite figured out with Sarah and Abraham. I'm stars. Yeah, I might like do stars, stars or sand. Um, oh, sand. Yeah. The Ten Commandments will probably be the stone slabs. Uh, the snake on the pole is obvious, and then the new covenant will be a heart, and then I will somehow decorate the sanctuary with these and add to them as we go throughout the week, uh, throughout the season of Lent. Uh, so that's one theme you can do. If you are not an Old Testament preacher, if you're someone who likes to focus more on the Gospels, the other theme is about crosses. And so this actually starts on Ash Wednesday and goes through the fifth Sunday of Lent. You can actually even can include it in Palm Sunday and Good Friday too of because there's so many different uh, gospel references to the cross. So on Ash Wednesday, you are marked with a cross. So you have the the um, ash cross uh, that comes on your face, yeah, forehead. <laughs> um, but in uh, this first week is calling of the first disciples. The second week is take up your cross and follow me. The third week is destroy the temple and in three days rise it again. The Son of Man will be lifted up on the cross on the fourth week. And this is what I came for. So you can find different crosses, whether they are ash crosses, a giant wooden cross. That this is what I came for is about people. So you can have like a cross from um, uh, South America that is very decorative and has people on it. Those painted crosses. Like from El Salvador. Yes, Yes. Those types of crosses. So you can do these different crosses and find a cross to represent each of the scripture and then whether you hand those out to people or use them as some sort of decor um, and then you can add crosses to your altar throughout the um, throughout the five weeks of Lent or even if you want to add Ash Wednesday and Palm Sunday and Good Friday to that you can have eight crosses so cool. those are just two themes that you can do throughout Lent um, during Sundays. Yeah. So, so we, yeah, we talked. So we talked about Sundays, and we'll talk about the scriptures in a little bit. But um, a lot of churches do midweek or some sort of midweek thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some still do the traditional kind of soup supper and some sort of service, maybe like a tize thing. Um, maybe you're more like my church, which um, that kind of it was. It's really hard to sustain if you don't have. A lot of people are kind of in those positions, so we've, yeah. we've kind of, it's kind of gone away. So I'm trying to look at different ideas, or thinking about different ideas of what you can still do as a midweek thing, but do it a little differently. Yeah. Um, so obviously you can do, if you decide to do something else during Sundays, you can still do the year B covenants from the Old Testament readings, if mm-hmm. you do some sort of midweek service thing. But... If you're wanting to go kind of the more traditional with a service, maybe with a soup supper thing route. Otherwise, go crazy and 
just try something yeah. different off the wall. It might be a good time to start a pub theology yeah. type thing. Um, have a midweek meal, perhaps at a local restaurant, at a local Panera, at some other local eatery. I'm thinking actually about doing this, doing some sort of Bible study at some sort of local place, probably Panera, because that's what's near me. Um, another thing you could do relating to that is dinner church. I've yeah. heard of a lot of churches who do dinner church. Yeah, my former church did dinner church throughout Lent, and we actually had it at my house because my parsonage was, you know, 50 yards away from the church practically. Oh, of course, yeah. So, we, so, and my house was heated, unlike the church during the week. So, oh, right. So, and it was a little cozier. So, Right, yeah. So, yeah, try some different venues, even. Yeah. If you're going to do a traditional soup supper or whatever service, do it somewhere else. Do it at yeah. someone's house. Do some cool. Yeah, crazy. if you are in a larger church, you can have small groups that you form. And, you know, whether it's four or five families or that they rotate through and one person hosts for each week. Mm-hmm. Um, and you give them something to talk about, a, to- a topic. And it can be different. You know, you can have groups that are very parent focused and then you can have groups that are uh, that and that's their conversation and others that are for empty nesters and others for people who are single and never been married or don't have kids or, you know, guys who like woodworking or whatever group there is. Be creative. Yes. Yeah, just do something creative. And and so another creative thing that I've been kind of looking at is so um, a website called Illustrated Children's Ministry has coloring posters Mm -hmm. for scripture readings which is cool so you can get a two by three foot poster um they just put out the psalms for the lent year b cycle and you could do this in sunday during sunday service or you could do it as a midweek thing but to kind of explore contemplative coloring as a group and then the cool thing is that at the end you can display them and they look pretty cool um you could pick just some really Take this time to pick some kind of cool creative themes. Do women of the Bible. Do modern women who are awesome in the faith. Do women of color. Do people of color who are prophets um, in our modern times. You can do pictures of Jesus from different countries and how how you still know it's Jesus even though Jesus doesn't look like blonde hair blue eyed Jesus he can be different races yes and ooh that would be really fun yeah Yeah, so uh, this is your challenge to do something rad and out of the box for midweek I love the fact that you love the word rad so um, yeah just have some fun enjoy Lent Uh, be creative during that midweek Uh, my congregation we normally team up with uh, three other congregations in Easton and our cluster and we rotate through who host and um, we have some sort of skit to all of our themes but the guy who normally picked out the skits is no longer in our conference so we I don't know what we're gonna do this year we're gonna Something talk crazy yeah next week we're gonna talk about it so um, hopefully I'll challenge my colleagues to do something a little bit mm-hmm. different and out of yeah because I'm normally one of the youngest people at these events, so. And the beautiful thing is you're only doing five. Yes. And so if it totally flops or whatever. Oh, darn. There's that was five. fun, but oh well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Try something and see how it goes. All right. So should we move on to scripture yeah, shots? and scripture shots. All right. Our scripture shots are all for Lent anyway, so we why we didn't go too in-depth with different things you can do uh since it's more thematic, uh, here you go. So 
as they're we said earlier. Yeah, they are big shots. Oh, speaking <laughs> of, I brought you another gift from Wittenberg. What? <laughs> what? I brought you, I don't even know what it is, but some sort of like. What is this? <laughs> it's Martin's trophins. It's it's these little shots in the bottle, and they're supposed to be like a cherry liqueur. So I it's thought I would bring you a shot for our scripture it's shot. It's like a mini bottle. Oh, so we're going to drink them. Yeah, we have often okay. joked about how we need to do shots for our scripture shots. So, okay. I have no clue what it tastes like, so yeah. that one clinks, though. Ready? Yes. I didn't drink a whole lot of it. No, you do not know it how to do a suction. shot. <laughs> I'm going to okay. make a mess. I did one, mine in one go, and Lydia is on two, and <laughs> she has to get a third of the bottle. I'm going to make so, a huge mess. <laughs> don't suck on it, just like... There you go. Oh, there we go. All right. Taught Lydia how to do a shot, apparently, out of a bottle. If you could see this bottle, you would understand why I'm having so much trouble. So. I was going to say that. Anyway, now that we've done our our shot for our scripture shot. So, as we said, Ash, uh, Ash Wednesday is beginning Lent. It's on February 14th this year. Also, Valentine's Day. That shall be fun and interesting. Bring your date. There you go. <laughs> Bring your date. <laughs> That's how I'm going to advertise Ash Wednesday. Very romantic. <laughs> A romantic evening of, of ashes and death. So That's great to me. Yep. So the gospel is Matthew 6, which is the same as every year, which is do not be like the hypocrites when you're like the hip- hypocrites who love to stand on the street corner and pray. And they when they fast, they... Um, cover their a- faces with ash and look horrible and disgusting. And yet we are going to go and put ashes on our forehead so that we can tell everyone that we went to church today. Parade around. I have a huge problem with the hypocriteness of the gospel text that we choose for Ash Wednesday. <laughs> Just so you know. I hate it. Every year I have a problem Tell me with how it. you really feel. Oh, I hate the stupid ass text. <laughs> uh, so there's such a tension between this being don't be like the hypocrites and then wearing the ashes on our head and so a few years ago i decided to give people an opportunity to wash the ashes off at the end of worship that even on ash wednesday we are still given the message that we are forgiven and that while we are dust and to dust we shall return we are still more than dust because of god and so i take the either invite people up to the baptismal font um, and I have it in a place that is very convenient Uh, but in my current congregation the baptismal font is this giant stone thing that does not move so I have a giant bowl that I lift out of the baptismal font and I bring to a small table at the back of the sanctuary and invite people to wash there so they aren't in this awkward space in the giant stone Um, and you have an acronym for that I believe Correct. Oh yes, my 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 bowl is called a BAM, a big ass uh, big ass mis- mixing bowl. <laughs> so I thought it was called a BAMF for big ass baptismal font. <laughs> that works too, a BAMF or a BAM. Um, and if you have so my BAM is like this thirteen quart thing, and then I have an eight quart bowl, and that one is my BAMB. BAMB. <laughs> oh man, it's a little small. <laughs> so I like to bake. So. So my bam. Um, so uh, you can, uh, some other things, Ash Wednesday is a great day for dramatics. You can burn the palms right there. Uh, my congregation that I attended in college, was a the building was co-owned by Lutherans and Catholics, and we would have our one joint service a year was Ash Wednesday. 
And so they would burn the palms and they had this giant shallow metal bowl thingy and they would burn it and the the fire department knew about this in advance. Um, Good. And they took the smoke detectors out for this one thing and they would light it on fire and if you've ever been around palms they light pretty quickly as long as they're dried out really well and so the and kids would just be amazed by seeing this fire and yes and so they did this at the beginning of the service so that by the time you did ashes later in the service it would be cool enough so i was wondering about that (laughs) yes if you don't do it during worship on ash wednesday burn the palms on after worship on transfiguration because it's still fun Mm. little kids love to uh, well big kids too love to play with fire so (laughs) lots of big kids yes so just don't do it in a windy area i've learned that lesson so um or an enclosed semi-enclosed space like a three-season porch because then your you know porch smells like weed for another two weeks (laughs) Have never done that? Nope. Anyway. Never ever. So also on Ash Wednesday, people come forward two or three times because you have the ashes, you have communion, and then if you have the washing. And so you can say to each time of them, child of God, marked with a cross of, you know, the body of Christ given for you, child of God, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. And you can say similar words at the washing, child of God, remember that you are greater than dust. Um, and it's this great theme about being a child of God, that we are more than the dust. So um, you can have the idea of that dust. You can use a vacuum as just a <laughs> uh, prop if you want to. That uh, What can we clean up? And that's this time for those resolutions, those times for giving things up. But not giving things up that are horrible but what is the dust in our lives what is the the stuff that we maybe don't think about too much because we're so used to it or the stuff that like when we see it makes our skin crawl but we don't want to admit to it that it's there so that's something with the vacuum uh you can also say that remember you are earth and you can have plant seeds and model clay or something for people to take home and they can plant those seeds or they can use uh, clay to model. Um, last year, I did for the bearing of the trans of the Alleluia's. We used uh, seed paper, Ooh. and we wrote Alleluia on them, and then we invited people to take the Alleluia home and bury them. So that's the earth. Um, that's cool. And it's also Valentine's Day, so not just bring your date to church, but there is some hearts in there. Um, Lots of the hearts. Isaiah and Matthew readings both have run your hearts. Uh, for where your heart is there, your treasure will be also. And so we talk about our hearts are actually the people around us and who we love and what we love. So you can tie it into Valentine's Day Yay. to bring your date to church night. Yeah. And I've also seen, I've also started to see funny church Ash Wednesday memes, yes. Valentine's on oh, Facebook. I haven't seen those yet. I saw one. I mean, every year there's the get your ash in church. Yes, that's a great one. But yeah, yeah but I've started to see, it was something about Jesus, like I would die for you. Or something. Oh, the Jesus yeah. Valentines? Yeah. Aww. But something was on fire in it. I'll have to find it. We'll have so, to share those on our own mm, Facebook so page. Here is your task is to f- to make some really awesome Valentines <laughs> related to Ash Wednesday. And I've heard of other people, actually, I just thought of this, who um, got the special order of like the candy hearts uh-huh. and um, made custom uh, like sayings about like dust to dust. Interesting. And, and like those ash. things taste like dust, so. Right, exactly. Yes. <laughs> or chalk, but. Yeah, so some people are really getting into the, um, that. Anyway, that was a big shot, as kind of was this. Martin it's Luther not. Shot. Oh, I but... still have a little bit left. 
<laughs> I was just having lots of trouble with that. Um, next it's shot. 20 milliliters. <laughs> it, was the, it was the tiny <laughs> hole that it was coming out of. Anyway. Anyway. Ignore idea. Next <laughs> shot. Yeah. You can laugh at me. It's fine. <laughs> next shot. Yes. Lent one. February 18th. President's Day weekend. Yes. Ooh. So our gospel is, um, we're going back to Mark 1. So we're going back to the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness, which is uh, immediately following uh, the baptism. It's kind of the short version. And then the Genesis reading, which we alluded to earlier, being the covenant of the rainbow that God puts in the sky after the flood, saying, I will never destroy the earth again mm-hmm. via flood. Yes. So you can riff a lot on um, you are my beloved, uh, you are my son, the beloved, kind of connecting it back to both the baptism of Jesus, which that, that's where those words come up. And then again, kind of going back to a couple weeks before, prior, um, the transfiguration where those words come up again. So do something with you are beloved, you are my child. You can do something with that. Um, you can decorate the sanctuary like a wilderness. Yes. Like Jesus, so you can wander in the wilderness. Some people say Lent is like a little bit like a journey or wandering through yeah. the wilderness. Um, so grab some tree limbs from outside. Yeah. Um, all sorts of things like cattails, pussy willows. Get some whatever you have around. Maybe some old Christmas tree branches if you have. If you still have or them. just go to the the floral section of your local craft store yeah do that instead yeah, yeah. that's that'll probably be less, less likely to bring animals in or true yes i wasn't saying bring the whole tree in well you can do that <laughs> don't too. do that you can i've done a tree before but a dead tree summer. yes oh, but, summer. <laughs> but that was summer but you yeah you do have to um worry about different kind of critters kind of visiting your church um and then also with jesus at the end of jesus's temptation in the wilderness he was waited on by angels and we don't really talk about angels no that much um they don't really come up so talk about them have some angels hanging from the ceiling um who give are them angels out. in your own life yes yeah talk about that give them out give them out um they're not just the white you know white people <laughs> in white garments god hair <laughs> with blue eyes floating around going oh they do things like help so yes who are the angels in your life Talk about that instead. <laughs> Moving on. Rainbows. Rainbows. <laughs> so decorate the sanctuary with rainbows. It'll be great. <laughs> and now I'm just picturing rainbows with unicorns and angels and care bears. I think it'd be fantastic. If that's your jam, <laughs> do it. Rainbows. <laughs> Rainbows and angels, um, all over, just all over the place. So yeah, I'm yeah, picturing like a wilderness full of crazy rainbows and angels. Like that would really be different. <laughs> I would say pick one because that's a lot probably, to go. Yeah, that you should probably really do that. But if yeah. you do do all of them, please take a picture yes. and let us know. Um, yes, and you can throw in some things about the covenant of baptism, um, like during your children's message, talk about the promises that we make as the community to help all the baptized. Yeah. So do that. The following week, Lent 2 on February 25th is the Gospel of Mark, but we jump ahead to chapter 8, which is the passion prediction of get behind me, Satan. Uh, If anyone wants to become my followers, take up their cross and follow me. The uh, uh, The first reading is from Genesis 
17, which is Abraham, Abram and Sarah get their name changed to Abraham and Sarah as a sign of the covenant that they will someday have a large-ass family, more than the stars. <laughs> large-ass family. Large-ass family. Um, so you can hand out crosses uh, to people that they can write their burdens on, and then they can give them up on the altar, or you can exchange them with other church members to carry with them. Um you can have baby books about what names mean. Ooh. And, uh, you know, because Abram, it says in that Genesis reading about what Abram to Abraham and Sarai to Sarah mean and why they have their name change. Uh, again, with the covenant about the baptism of the naming, uh, that historical and still somewhat Catholic idea about not being named in, until our baptism. There are some people who... They don't call a child by their name until they're baptized hmm. because we have that idea of the term christening actually means naming, which is why we christen a boat is when we name it. Ah. Um, so hmm. uh, one of those little uh, backgrounds there. Um, yeah, so you can also, in if you focus more on the mark, uh, that entire get behind me, Satan, um, and take up their cross and follow me of what are some other crosses. I mean, you can even have like a full-size cross that people have to like take up and follow, you know try and carry around that would be actually be a decent ch- uh, kid sermon that would be funny of trying to have people carry a cross especially one that's would have been big enough to crucify someone on hmm. how heavy is this thing and to carry that around that'd be an interesting visual yeah yeah and would work for the <clears throat> regular sermon as well as the kid sermon too mm-hmm. so yes all right lent three march 4th we have we're going to John. March 4th. March it's the 4th. one day that's the command. Right. That's right. Sort yeah. of like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, you could sing, I guess you could sing, uh, We Are Marching in the Light of God. There you go. <laughs> but, except it's too peppy, probably. It, for Lent. <laughs> it's a little peppy for Lent, so don't do that. So now we're leaving, we're leaving Mark for a little bit, and we're hopping over to John. And we have the cleansing of the temple, which is, of course, Jesus getting really pissed and tipping over the tables of all the money changers. He grabs some whips. He's really causing a big ruckus. He's running around and mad. And one of my favorite memes, church memes, is the picture of the famous painting of Jesus and the money, uh, flipping over the tables and the money changers. And it says, uh, remember that when somebody asks you, what would Jesus do? That flipping over tables is not a, is still an option. Yes. <laughs> yep. And so. Jesus got mad. Yes. Yeah. Like he pissed off Jesus. And he's pissed off. Yeah. He was really mad. Yes. And then the Exodus is of course the 10 commandments with like apparently no intro or follow up. It's just boom. Yeah. Ten commandments. There they are. Ta-da! Yes. <laughs> With no. Um, There's a little bit. It's the longer version that has a little bit more explanation to it than like the numbers one, but really is like not even. Here are the commandments written by God. No, it is like here they are. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so a couple things you could do um, on this Sunday is. I've kind of. I think we've all noticed that in many churches we tend to have a lot of like selling. Things. You know what I mean? We tend to sell a lot of crap in churches. We do. Fundraisers. Yes. Like the poinsettias and the Christmas wreaths and the Easter lilies. And and it will be Lent 3. The Easter lilies will probably be on sale by exactly. now. Exactly. And then we got the car wash for the youth group. And then this and the other thing that we're yeah. either raising money for or we're just selling just because we've always done it. Yep. So what if you covered up all of those ads quote-unquote ads that you have in your bulletin, 
on your bulletin board and cover those up and to kind of make a point of, is the point of us being here as the body of Christ, is the point to sell things? Hmm. I'm not sure. Ooh. I don't know if Jesus would. You might step on some toes if he did a fair mm-hmm. warning. Yeah. So, but it would also, you know, illustrate the point yes. they're trying to make. Another cool thing, if you want to do something a little more fun than that, is get into some, get some Transformers. <laughs> Why Transformers? I wondered that too. Um, Jesus is talking about destroying the temple and in three days raising it up. And of course he's not meaning the actual temple, he's meaning himself. So if you can get a Transformer that goes from a building into a person, that would kind of illustrate yep. that point. I'm um, not sure if there are any because they tend to be robots in disguise, but... Right. That's true. Make your own. Legos. <laughs> Legos. Or, yeah, do something with Legos. Legos are always good to do with something in yeah. in the service. Anyway, and then the covenant, you can connect it to baptism again um, to, to know uh, the Ten Commandments, to hear the law, to follow the law, yeah. and uh, go that route. Yep. Uh, Lent 4 is March 11th, which is John 3, 14 through 21. It is the big gospel. <gasps> the one. The one that people can quote. So, yes. Um. And then the Old Testament reading is Numbers 21, which is those who look upon uh, look on the serpent on the pole will live. Um, so you should just have snakes everywhere. Poisonous snakes everywhere. Snakes in a church, not yep. snakes on a plane. Yeah, you can have snakes in a church. So you can say, somebody get those motherfucking church, uh, snakes off this motherfucking <laughs> church. Um, or it can be like Indiana Jones, snakes. Why do they have to be snakes? That's so great. Um, or get a snake handler. Yes. I love that. Or you can just be into snake handling, like because there are that crazy christians that believe that if they handle snake that they are able to handle snakes because of this reading bless their heart yes and then you know somebody dies of a poisonous snake bite you know every year or so so don't do that maybe just have plastic ones there you go much better might be easier um (laughs) so the baptismal connection is the eternal life through the baptism and the belief of those who look on uh you can have complaints against God because that's the tying into the John three. Cause we all have complaints about God. Like why did this person have to die? Why did this happen? Why did that? And be honest that we have those and be honest that we um, have those ideas. Um, we all do it. Yes. You can put, uh, I'm just thinking with back to the snakes of just covering each cross that you have in your church with a snake. And I'm kind of picturing like if you have one of those, um, Oh, communion sets that have the lids on the chalices, <gasps> and you have like a teeny tiny like snake over the the cross. So, oh my, I have one of those. Yeah, there you go. Oh, no. My challenge for you is to find a. T- I probably won't do that. No, but you can just cover every cross with a snake on that day. Um, it will be fun. The kids will love it. Yeah, hopefully nobody in your church is really afraid of snakes. Yeah, well, yeah. All right, we're going to Lent 5, March 18th. We're again in John, again. Hmm, interesting. So this is the text where Jesus says, as a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies and then is resurrected. Um, and also the Jeremiah 31 about the covenant, um, the, the new covenant being written on our hearts. So we're her- kind of hearkening back um, from Mark and Lent 2. And so you can bring back in those crosses, um, talk about uh i guess the crosses that we have burdens on them you can trade them again Mm -hmm. um you can kind of reveal whose cross you had 
Yeah. That would be cool. Um, and then continue talking about taking up one another's burdens and being part of the body of Christ in that way. That would be cool. Another thing you can do is make bread. You can make bread from scratch and talk about how the seeds and the wheat kind of crushed up and stuff kind of go into making bread. There's a couple of cool TED Talks out there that I've seen about that, which are awesome. Cool. Um, and then talking about the covenant again with the baptismal connection. It's not just about Jesus and Jesus' baptism and all that stuff. This is written on our hearts and... Did you say it's not just about Jesus? Jesus and all that stuff? You mean it's, it's not just about ba- us. It's, it's about, about Jesus. You're right. Yeah. Shoot. Yes, that's what I meant. It's not about... <laughs> I yes. will be sure to send this to your bishop later today. Wait. Yeah. You do that. <laughs> anyway. So it's anyway. It's not about us. It's, it's about, about Jesus. Us. Yeah, I said that backwards. It's not... It's about Jesus. It's not about Jesus. It's about us. I think Lydia's had her, like... That was a strong shot. Apparently. (laughs) Keep going. Right. Anyway, we'll try that again. So anyway, um, connecting it with the covenant being written on our hearts, you could hand out hearts with God written on them. Especially if you had, like, extra valentines from whatever... You did mm-hmm. for Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day. Yeah. Or uh, even you them. can get them on clearance as like that foamy paper. Yeah. And have God written on them. Right. And you can either, you can get ones with like the sticker backs or something and yep. like stick them to things. Like that would be cool. Yeah. Um, and then do something with the hearts with some sort of baptismal banner. Yeah. If you have one, I know some churches have banners that you can interchange names and you, they put up like... Yep. The different names of people who've been baptized that year. Yeah, my two previous congregations both had banners that had everyone who had been baptized that had fit on the banner. So like, oh dear. Yeah. So depending on how many were baptisms, it could have been three years. It could have been like twelve years. So, Mm -hmm. um, and you could have, you know, put hearts up. And the one was a shell and had teardrops, and the other was like, uh embroidered name thing that they eventually got sent back to them i don't remember hmm. so cool anyway moving on so that's that's the <laughs> end of the shots. uh we'll continue our conversation next month about uh palm sunday and looking at some holy week holy stuff week. so Yay. we're gonna get into that so um but in the meantime our chaser for the month is we thought we would talk uh augsburg fortress which is the publishing house at the elca not that you have to use it for that you can buy this actually i would suggest it's you on buy amazon it. actually i would suggest you buy it through amazon and not through augsburg fortress cause just because shipping is a pain it's ridiculous anyway they have a nice series though of 40 day journey um and so they have 40 day journey with martin luther dietrich bonhoeffer uh madeline ingle maya Langle. Ange- thank you <laughs> Langle. Uh, Maya Angelou, Kathleen Norris, John, uh, Joan... Chittister? I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Please Howard Thurman, us. Parker J. Palmer, Julian of Norwich, and Gerald uh, Gerard Manley Hopkins. I'm sure I butchered at least one of those names. Um, they are basically these books that have 40 vignettes, I guess, of mm-hmm. their writings. Excerpts. Uh, yes. And they aren't that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, meant to be read in just like a morning devotional time, probably mm-hmm. five, ten minutes most. Yeah. Um, so you can pick someone and read it during those 40 days. And again, you get the 
Sundays off so you can Mm -hmm. take a break on there. Uh, One of the reasons why we picked this is just the 40-day journey works really well with Lent, but also um, we thought Madeline... Langle. Langle would be perfect this year because A Wrinkle in Time is coming out on March 9th, the movie version of it. So excited! um, That she authored and probably is the most most famous writing. Um, So just something that in the midst of this Lenten season that you can have some of that because I was kind of shocked to see her name among all these theologians because I only know her as Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, cause, but she's written she's written other stuff. She's written some more faith-based stuff and I think she's written non-fiction. Yeah, I can't tell you what her... what. That's what the little head. blurb on her uh, writing thing says. But mm-hmm. you can pick someone. It's a very diverse group. If there was plenty of women mentioned, there is women, uh, people of color... Um, so, uh, both more modern as far as, uh, Madeline Engel and Maya Angelou, but also some people who were, uh, you know, Martin Luther Julian or Nor- you said Julian, Julian Norwich. Norwich. Yeah. So a good, um, span of people. So find someone, maybe learn somebody new this year and figure out one of them and get to know them and their theology over 40 days and have it inspire you yeah. during this Lenten journey. Yeah. And there's like journal prompts and prayers um, and scripture kind of tied yeah. into each one. So do them all, do none of, do just a little bit. Yeah. I want to do all of them at once. That would be a lot. So yeah, it's a, it's kind of dense stuff. Like it's, it's a lot of stuff in there. That's yeah. really good stuff. Yeah, and it would be something that you maybe you could you personally could read one of them and then use the journal prompts as your core for your midweek Lenten service, or yeah. which so. would be cool. So yes. lots of good stuff in there. So, <laughs> anyway, in the meantime, <laughs> thank you for listening to Lit Liturgy. This uh, you can find us on Twitter and on Facebook uh, at Lit Liturgy. We are also uh, on. You can email us at litliturgy at gmail.com. That's L-I-T-L-I-T-U-R-G-Y. So. And we need some BYO suggestions. We've been BYOB. BYOB. Yeah, that too. <laughs> what did I say? BYO. BYO. BYOB suggestions. We want to hear what you are contributing and the cool creative stuff that yeah. you guys are doing. Especially Holy Week's coming. That's a great time to be creative so let us know what you have done creatively in holy week in the past so yes and we also want to thank the person who created our awesome theme song brian odin for the amazing musical talents that he brings so thank you yes Uh, so this has been becca and lydia and we are reminding you to always drink and plan worship responsibly bad clink (laughs) with our plastic cups (laughs) so great